Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. Matthew chapter 2, verse 3. Very short verse, and let's read it together. Um, I have the Christian Standard Bible. We will have it on the screen. I like this Christian Standard Bible because it gives us a more in-depth translation to um, this verse. So I will um, read um, together in um, the NIV that will be on the screen just a bit, and then we will read the Christian Standard Bible, and then we proceed as what I want us to talk about this morning. Let's read it together. After Jesus was born in where? In Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Verse 2. And asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And this is our verse that we are going to work with this morning. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and asked Jerusalem with him. When King Herod heard this and asked Jerusalem with him, were disturbed. Listen to what it said in the Christian Standard Bible. It said, when King Herod heard, there is an additional um, word here that is very verb here. He was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. If you are taking note, I want you to write down this topic for our time together this morning. Don't disturb me. My grandfather used to say, stop molest me. <laughs> molest, it's different in, in America because they think say, molest is you're violating somebody. But I will just use the word this morning, don't disturb me peace. Don't disturb me peace. Lord, I pray that you will help us, Father, to focus on you and what you want us to do. Father, sometimes you have to disrupt our peace. So that we can focus on what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. How many of you like to be disturbed? Especially when you are doing something important and significant in your life. And you are in um, the moment of your life. Enjoying your life and having things fancy and sexy and lovely. You want us to be at peace and at ease. And anybody come to disrupt that peace and disturb that peace, how many of you would just jump and say, thank you for disrupting me? <laughs> None of us, right? We will get upset because we are in a place and in a position of comfort. So generally, we don't like to be disturbed and be disrupted. And this is the same thing that happened to Herod and all of Jerusalem, the day according to Matthew when Jesus was born. The Bible said in verse 3 that when Jesus was born, what happened is that Herod and all Jerusalem with him were deeply disturbed. 
And I had to ask myself the question, why is it that they would be disturbed because of the birth of a boy that couldn't even speak at that moment, that couldn't even walk at that moment? Why King Herod and all of Jerusalem would be disturbed? You know why? Because the peace that they were enjoying under Roman occupation and colonialism that was happening on the Jewish land and territory was disrupted and because Herod was appointed king over the Jews by the Roman Empire, Herod thought that since the real king is born, guess what? He lose. He will be disrupted. His peace will be disturbed. And Herod knew that this boy came to disturb his peace. And also what would happen to the Jerusalem people is that they were, in, this, this is crazy. These people were longing for the Messiah to come. They used to go and pray on the wall and ask God to send the Messiah to liberate us from the Roman occupation and the Roman Empire. And the very thing that they were praying for, God sent it. And what happened? Instead of they dancing and celebrate and jump up and down and start doing a big time tumbler guess what happened they were deeply disturbed they were praying for it night and day three times a day they were praying for the messiah to come and god sent the messiah in a package that they might probably didn't like but god sent him and guess what instead of these people celebrate and jump and be joyous the bible say they were deeply disturbed you know why? Because anytime the Lord show up, him always disturb the peace of every oppressive system and evil leadership in the land. God does not send his son and send Jesus and his children in places of oppression and in places of evil where evil practices are occurring. God does not send his son to endorse and to support the evil practices. God sent his son in order to disturb the peace of these evil practices and evil systems. And that's why they were disturbed. That's why they were unhappy because the peace that they were enjoying, the peace that they were meant to enjoy, God said, you know what, I'm going to upset it because at the back and on the shoulder of um, poor people and people that did not have much to make needs, you guys are oppressing them and you guys are doing all these kind of things against them and this is a picture of the gospel. What the gospel does, the gospel reminds us that Jesus did not come to make our life more easier and more comfortable. Jesus came into our life to disrupt and to disturb our comfort so that he can establish the glory of God. Listen to me. God is not about your ease and your peace. God is about his glory. And if God has to make you uncomfortable so that you can bring him glory, God is willing to go to that extent. And that's why we don't like God. That's why we say God is not real and God is not loving and God is not this and God is not the other thing. You know why we say it? Because when God comes into our life, God does not come to share us up when we are doing evil. God does not come to share us up when time we are oppressing and when we are using his name out of context. God comes to put us in shape so that he can receive glory even through our pain. 
So anytime we preach a gospel of ease and comfort and peace, it is a gospel contrary to the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because the gospel of God comes to disrupt our peace, to establish his peace. So why were they upset? Why were they deeply disturbed? Well, I want to propose certain things here. And one of the things that I want to propose is that when God come, he disrupt and disturbed our security or our stability. I, I, it caught my attention powerfully because I can understand why Pharaoh or why Herod rather would be upset. I can understand that. I really do. Because this man was appointed king by the Roman Empire. By the Roman system to rule and to continue controlling the land so that these people will remain oppressed and that these people will not rebel against the um, Roman Empire. So I understand what was happening because Herod was promised peace by Rome and prosperity and stability and security. So I understand why he was upset because of the birth of Jesus. I do understand. But what I don't get and I don't understand how is it that these people that are being oppressed and the land were being taken away, how is it that these people were upset because God sent somebody to help them get out of their condition? I just can't understand that. I just can't understand that because this is showing us that sometimes we as people, by nature, we are masochists. And the person to liberate them and they get upset but the person that was enslaving them and oppressing them they were even joining and joining with complot and celebrating and said don't come into this space because we the little select group of people and the jewish religious leaders we are enjoying peace and prosperity and stability and you jesus come known to disrupt this thing no jesus listen to me Jesus don't come to give a slice of pizza to one person. Jesus come to cut the pizza in half for our person. That means that when time Jesus come, Jesus come to disturb our own security because what we think is giving us security is actually enslaving us and making us um, um, oppressed and unable to experience the fullness of God. Listen to me. Sometimes we celebrate the very thing that is destroying us and the thing that comes to liberate us is what we reject and refuse to accept. So my question is, is the mean that God sent to liberate us what we don't like and what we don't want? And the thing that God is trying to destroy is the very thing that we want to hold on to so that we can live the life how we want to live? You know what this text is teaching us and is showing us? Herod find security in the Roman Empire. And the people use Herod to find security as a result of the benefits that they are receiving. This kind of song like our political leaders them today. Somebody tell me I should never say that, but I just had to say it. I don't know why you had to come out. Some of our leaders today, when they were outside of the power, they were pro-Rizal. They were defenders of the Rizal cast. They were defenders of the Rizal people. They were defenders of the things that are Rizal. But when time 
get in the power now and they see Rome is giving them benefit not knowing that at the security and the stability of his personal life it is causing a distress and destruction to the entire community so when time our boy they are stealing and they are committing violence it's just a reaction of what we are doing as leaders and we are paying the price our community are going down and yet we are just standing here in stability at the expense of our own people listen to me here family Matthew is really clear Matthew wants us to understand that nothing and no one should become the source of our security except for the Lord Jesus Christ. No relationship, no political party, no political power should become the source of our stability and security in life except for the Lord Jesus Christ. Not because they will give you a contract for one year and then in other year you have to wait for another one so that they can get the vote. Listen to me. Hey, be faithful to Jesus because Jesus will be provide in the right time. That's why they didn't like Jesus, you know. Because he come to disrupt oppressive systems. We put Jesus on a pedestal and just come to save my soul. But Jesus come to save the souls of others as well. And as we fail to be a voice for the least of these, then we are failing to be like Jesus. And we are becoming like the people of Jerusalem. We side with the power at the extent of our personal stability and security in life. So their personal stability was disrupted and disturbed. But listen to this. Their secret was also disturbed. Herod and the religious leaders knew where the Messiah would be born. They kept, they kept that as a secret. You know why? Because if they make a scandal about the birth of Jesus, guess what? Their position would be disrupted. So they knew what scripture said, but they were not willing to obey scripture. Okay, you don't believe me? Let me prove it to you. Go with me in verse 4. Matthew chapter 2, and let's look at verse 4. Because the religious leaders knew where Jesus would be born. They knew that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem and become the Messiah. That word equivalent for in the Greek Testament, it means King or Christ, the anointing one that will liberate the people. And look at what Matthew tells us in verse 4. So Herod, verse 4. So he, Herod, assembled all, listen to this, the chief priests the scribes of the people and ask them where the Messiah will be born. And look at verse 5 now. In verse 5, what happened in verse 5? In Bethlehem of Judea. If they did not know, they would have said, let me guess or let me ask somebody else. But you notice that they knew where Jesus would be born? And how is it that when the wise men they come, they did not say to them, hey, Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. But they let the wise man go and they stay behind instead of looking for Jesus. Do you know what this is showing us? That these people had had knowledge about the word of God, but they were not putting the word of God into practice. And this kind of sound like we rise up people here. We know from our father time what scripture says, but yet we are not living it. 
said in Bethlehem of Judea, he told them. And then he continued by saying, because this is what was written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. Because of you will come a ruler of my people Israel. I like what David Platt said. One theologian by the name of David Platt, he said this word. He said, the spiritual state of the priest and the scribes is a sobering reminder that mere knowledge of scriptures is not enough. You can know the text well, yet miss the point of the text. Uh, anyway, I'll just keep that one for myself. They know what the text said. But they decided to heck with scripture. I want to keep my position. My God, that's why you see a lot of destruction in San Andreas today. Because we know what we need to do to demand and to exact justice and self-determination for our people but yet we decide just to keep my position and my standard and my values and my stability and my security i don't care with what is right i care with what is right for me but you you would think that only the religious leader knew but herod was also half jew herod grew up among the jewish people and he knew the truth. Why he didn't do anything about it? You know what Herod did? Herod wanted to operate in silence. Because Herod knew that if I make a scandal out of the birth of Jesus, what would happen is that the Roman Empire set him in Jerusalem to calm down rebellion and revolution because if they would cause a revolution, he would lose his position. So he wanted to operate out of silence and keep his mouth shut and don't say anything because if you say something, we, we're in trouble. You want to prove you? Okay, look in verse 7. Fear Herod, come and say to the wise man, I know where he's going to be born. Because verse 4 to verse 6 tells us. And instead of he telling tell the wise man, hey, wise man, all right, let's go now. Listen to what happened in verse 7. Then Herod secretly, <laughs> you see, Herod secretly, Called the Magi and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Herod knew that if he kept them quiet and don't make a scandal, then everything would just go by like that. But anything that happened in the dark shall come in the light. Sooner or later, or like Miss Rona, will come sometime. You may walk slow. You may come in slow, I may go in slow, but they come in. One day they come in. You may can't get up the stairs, and you may can't walk, but justice is coming, and justice will roll down like a stream of river because God is not dead and God is not asleep. So this nation and other people, all political party can continue with their dirt and their filth, but one day, yeah. one good day, Maybe I may not be alive. Maybe you may not be alive. But one good day, my God who is just and righteous will bring down righteousness and justice for his people. Yes. Why I know that? 
Because in Luke chapter 12, verse 2 to the verse 3, listen to what it says. There is nothing covered that won't be uncovered. Nothing hidden that won't be made known. Therefore, whatever you, you have said in the dark, Jesus said, will be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in an ear in private rooms will be proclaimed on the whole stops. So anything happen in the oscuridad, recuerden, la luz viene, tarde or temprano, pero viene, it's coming. Listen to me here. And Herod and religious leaders didn't like that. You know why? Because this is a picture also of the gospel. Listen to me here, church family. Sometimes God has to disturb us in order to change us. Sometimes God has to touch us in order to change us. Because he loves us and he doesn't want us to be destroyed. So the gospel tells us that God sometimes comes in where unexpected to touch us just to show us his love even when we don't like it and even when it is not comfortable and peaceful. But listen to me, he touched you because he loves you. Because listen to what Hebrews chapter 12 verse 6 says, For whomever the Lord loves, he disciplines. So only a bastard will not receive discipline. Only a child receives discipline because of the great, great love of our God. You know what this is teaching me? That even Herod with all of in his practices of injustice and all of the oppression that he was doing and all that the religious leaders they were doing, God still loved them. That blew my mind when I was reading this. Me? me? <laughs> doing this to my people? Oh, well, Peter said, your neck gone. I want to swap the neck. I don't mind, I don't mind like turn. I don't mind like turn and hit the chest. I go in for the neck. <laughs> Thanos, I come in for your neck. But you know what? It shows that God loves us. So God disturbed their secret. God disturbed their stability and their security. But listen to this. God disturbed also their status. God disturbed their status because they were bragging about their position. And they were receiving a lot of taxation upon the Jewish people. And they were enriching themselves. And when God touched their status, they didn't like it. So they were do, willing to do whatever it takes to maintain their status. Let me show you. Look with me in verse 8 at the same chapter 2. And look at what Herod did when God touched his status. You know what he was willing to do? He was willing to tell lie to remain in the power. Look at what verse 8 said. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me. Why? So that I may go and what? Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Did Herod want to worship Jesus? He did not want to worship Jesus because he knew what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to disrupt and disturb his money. 
One wise man said, I was reading, when I was reading this, one wise man said, touch everything, even my health, but don't touch my pocket. <laughs> Thank God you are not like that, right? <laughs> touch my pocket, but remain my health. Right? But Pharaoh, Herod, rather, I don't know why I keep saying Herod, Pharaoh. Herod in verse 8 shows that he was willing to tell lie to keep himself in power. Another thing he was willing to do throughout the same chapter to listen to what he said in verse 13 and verse 16. In verse 13, listen to what Pharaoh said. After they were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Get up, Joseph, Mickey's the Spirit of God was take the child and his mother. And listen to what the Lord said to him. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. For what? Herod is about to search for him to dance with him and I give you my money. No. What? To kill the child. Herod said, yes, I will go and dance with him and celebrate. Oh, you are the king. You are the special one. You are the anointed one. You are the Christos Iscariot. You are the one that come to save us. Pharaoh said, no. Herod said, no, 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 no. You have to dead. Two kings can't rule. It's like my grandfather used to say, hey, there is only one bull in this house. One. And only that one can raise this wise here. And Pharaoh said, Herod said, only me should be king. So you know what? Do you know what Pharaoh wanted to do? Pharaoh tell lie, but he went. Herod. Herod tell lie, and he went to the extreme to willing to kill to maintain himself in power. But thank God said he done that. No, man. Look at verse 16. You notice verse 16? He said, Then Herod, when he realized that he had been outsmarted or outwitted by the wise men, Flee into rage. He get angry. He gave orders to massacre all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under for two long years. This man is searching for one child. And he said, you know, I get to the point now. I'm tired because I don't know who the one would be coming to become king and um, I take my position. I want to kill all. Goodness and mercy. This is kind of like what happens in Andres. Parents are burying their children instead of children burying their parents. Can you see what is happening here? Ah, because of the polit. Listen to me, my friend. Political oppression brings evils in a land. So don't celebrate political thievery and side and participate in it because it's going to breathe evil, death, and killing in our land. It's not only because you are not serving God. It's because also we are serving a politics that is full of evil and dirt and darkness. And that only brings death. No, no. Herod was a vicious man. Herod was willing even to kill his wife and his very son just to make sure he kept himself in power. But here's the good news for Mali. The Prince of Peace come. Even in the midst of that darkness, even in the midst of that evil environment, to give us peace so that we can live with Herod and religious wickedness. Listen to me here. God shows by coming in Jesus that he is for his people. And there is no evil and there is no oppression that we go through where God is on the sideline watching us suffering.
He's right there with us. Paul said he came and he humbled himself. He had all the power to destroy evil and wickedness. But he come and even though he was, he was God, he did not consider himself to be God. But he humbled himself like a servant and suffered with us to show us that if we suffer, we have a high priest that identified with us. A high priest that cried with us. A high priest that walked with us when we are suffering and when we are going through troubles and when we are going through difficulties. We have a high priest that identified with us. That's why we can make him the source of our security and never choose Herod over him. Listen to me, family, and I'm done with this. Stop, choose Herod over Jesus. Because Jesus will reign forever. But Pharaoh's reign is just for a minute. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. That's the good news of the gospel. Suffering and oppression only will last for a minute. But joy comes in every head bow, every eye close. Maybe you are making relationship, emotional relationship, the source of your security and peace in life. Maybe you are making your family the source of your security and peace in life. Or maybe you are making a job, a position, the source of your joy. My invitation for us this morning is to make Jesus the source of our security. For when our relationship and our marriages and our jobs, they fall apart, Jesus will never fall apart. Jesus will keep us together. So if you want to make Jesus the source of your security this morning, listen to me, family. We can only go as far with our own way. Because one day when he come back, our own way will be banished away. So today, make his way our way. For my ways, Isaiah said, is higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Just right where you are, just tell God, Lord, today I want to make a commitment. You tell him, I know I'm going to lead you in prayer. What things that you need to let go? that you are finding security in. Like, like the people of Jerusalem, they found security in Herod and not in Jesus. What are you exchanging Jesus for this morning? I want to invite you to don't make that exchange. Father, I pray with my brothers and sisters as they themselves are praying and examining themselves. Pastor, examine yourself to see that you are in the faith. Father, I pray that we will examine ourselves this morning. And whatever we are exchanging Jesus for, whatever that Herod represents in our lives, I pray, God, that we will let it go, that we will not hold on to it, that we will not keep it, but we will let it go. Because Herod only brings evil, killing and destruction and oppression. Father, I pray that we also will let go. Because if we continue to hold on to Herod, then our family will continue to experience hell. Then our relationships will continue to experience hell. Then in our life, we will continue to experience turbulence and turmoil and disturbance. But this morning, Father, we make this commitment to let go. 
so that we can hold on to you. Father, we may not have positions and prestige and uh, status, my God, but one thing we have, we have the king of the universe. And you said that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. So we have everything. David went on to say that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. So with you, we have everything. Father, I pray that you will open our eyes this morning. Open our hearts and help us not to harden our hearts as in the day of rebellion. But Father, soften our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name I pray and the church of God says. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.